author of the Amazon best-selling Inspired Journey. Get in touch with me if you want to start living without fear or writing your book. And please share this podcast with a friend who you know needs to hear this episode. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're listening now on a podcast platform, you can do me a great favor by writing a short review or rate it with five stars if you enjoyed it. And I cannot believe it. I have already people from 71 countries who have been listening to Living Without Fear. Isn't this amazing? And today I'm so excited to introduce you to Bragati Sidanti from Switzerland. She is a technology leader, a lecturer and the founder of a digital platform called My Swiss Story. Ragatti is a computer science engineer and has a master's in business and information systems. She has been in the tech industry for the last 70 years and has created My Swiss Story as a creative outlet back when she moved to Switzerland seven years ago. Over the years, her platform has helped expats navigate life in Switzerland with ease, as well as help women gain visibility. She lives in the beautiful city of Basel with her husband and her 12-year-old daughter. Welcome, dear Pragati. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for such a warm welcome. I, uh, when you listen to it yourself, then you feel like, oh, really, is this, is this, you know, is this, uh, is she really talking about me? But yeah, thank you so much for such a warm welcome and thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast today. Oh, you're welcome, Bragati. So let's jump right into your life what has been your turning moment when you came to switzerland or may maybe already before when you were in india is yeah, this correct I mean, this is correct so we <laughs> directly so just for a little background for your listeners is like you said we moved to switzerland seven years ago and um it's been it's been quite a roller coaster life, if, you know, since right since the time we moved here because it was almost and we you know usually people are moving from they've done one stint in say the US or the UK and then they're coming and Switzerland is probably their second or third expat move, but for me it was my first one so it was really that I moved from Bangalore, which is like the Silicon City of India. And then I moved from Bangalore directly to Basel. So it was quite a transition, like really life version 2.0. So I can't begin to tell you, uh, this definitely was like a very big turning point in my life. Um, it could have been another country, but Switzerland has its own specialities, right? So, so you know that so it was quite a big turning point in my life. Of course, there have been uh, major ones even before, but this one I would say was a very very special one and a really big change like it must have been li live version 1.1 1.2 1.3 as you grow older but then this was really 2.0 because life totally changed when I came here what were the most important changes or when you remember now 
I mean, now when I think of it, it it's um, what really helped me was that I was very open to the change that was happening, despite the fact that you know I had a very uh, established life in back home in India, friends, family, of course, having a social circle. I was still very much in the corporate industry. I used to work with Unilever at that point in time, and I was due a promotion. I remember when my husband had told me that this is something that he that he, you know they they are asking him to move. And um, contrary to popular belief, I did not jump with joy, and I was like, no, you know, we really need to think about this because I have a full time career going on, and it's imagine just packing up your bags, taking your child who's five, and just moving across the you know, across the world almost. So, yeah, I mean, but, um, and it was like, I think the whole aspect when I moved of really when I decided that I'm going to make this move as a family, we all decided this together. Of course, our daughter was just five, so she didn't care much. But uh, (laughs) I was at that point in time, I think embracing change was a very big, um, very big mantra for me that worked. And it was absolutely unconsciously done. But I was really putting myself out there. And that's when I realized that, and this is something that I always say to someone who's struggling when they move uh, to a new country, is that just imagine not many people get an opportunity to get a blank canvas again. So it's almost like you get a blank canvas and you get to repaint um, this beautiful painting called life. So, and I could, and it, it really opened up a lot of doors for me. What a beautiful analogy, Bragati. I love it. So what did you paint on your canvas? So I painted uh, a lot. So there was this bucket list that I had that, hey, I want to do a master's some point in my life. And when I moved to Switzerland, this was what I decided to do rather than applying for jobs. I mean, it was, I had 13 years of corporate experience behind me. It wasn't um, it wouldn't ha- it would have been a no-brainer if I would have just gone back to you know another corporate job and in tech of course there's always demand and things like that but I was like no I want to really really invest in myself and I think I'm a little bit bored with how things are going because you keep doing the same same stuff again and again and you get stereotyped so that's what that was the first thing that I did so that was another feather in the cap when I said that I did my master's and then I was a Swiss certified professional you know because I did that I started blogging at that point in time because it was such a different life experience that I was like hey I need to document this I was very lucky that my sister had a very well established blog called Be for beauty at that time and she gave me a little portion in her uh, blog and said hey why don't you start writing here because we already have an established audience and I was like that's super kind of you and she was a one like I, I had no idea what blogging is right so I just started to write and this started to resonate with a lot of people and what? just recently what um, yeah I'll just complete this uh, and just recently what happened was that I I think maybe two years ago or when COVID had was just about to happen or something I also got an opportunity where someone else put their faith in me that hey you can teach and I was like really because that's not something I have ever explored in this uh, in the last whatever I think I was 38 39 then I'm 41 now but I was like really you think so and it was my supervisor at the university and that was that opened another door for me so 
definitely a turning point, like you say, this mm. whole big move. And what are you teaching now? So I teach the same geeky stuff that I work on. So I'll, <laughs> as you said in my introduction, I'm a uh, I'm actually a business and integration senior manager at Accenture, and I have been um, kind of been in the enterprise solution area for the longest time. Uh, it can really bore your audience, but this is also a very big part of my life that, you know, this is also tech is something that I really, really love. And I know that people understand when I would say this, that tech has really changed our lives. Mm. I like being a small part of this industry. And this is the same geeky stuff that I teach at the university. I teach enterprise systems during the autumn semesters at FHNW, the same university that I did my master's from. So it's, it's a beautiful feeling because you're A, giving back and B, it's like an accomplishment because you were once a student in the same classroom that now you're a teacher at. Wonderful. But let's go back to, to the first blog post. I w wanted to ask, do you remember what did you write about in the first few posts you did? Yes, I think it was, and it was so funny, it was so basic, but I was so, like, you know, it was almost like I had so many stars in my eyes when we arrived here that I wanted to, you know, write about everything. The first day that we landed in Basel and how that was like, and, you know, when I first went to the grocery store and I was standing there for someone to put all the things in my bag, and then they were like, what are you waiting for? You need to put everything in your own bag because we are so used to a service culture in India, so you won't believe this was happening. <laughs> and then, you know, all things like, hey, how do I really live my life now? I have to do this and that. And just normal life was, was kind of exciting and challenging at the same time. So I was really writing about things which are as basic as grocery shopping or going to the next restaurant or, you know, just travel around Basel and around. It, it was just very, very basic things. But somehow I think, of course, Switzerland is beautiful. So, you know, people get attracted just by the pictures. But also the content, which was so real, is what was resonating with, say, fellow expats, fellow Indians, and the aspirational ones, right? The ones who actually want to move, mm -hmm. um, make an expat move. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's it's it's... It's really funny, the stuff that I was writing at that time. <laughs> I imagine. And now you have your own blog, your own website, your own enterprise. Yes. <laughs> Digital enterprise. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I mean, in the sense, it has been such a rewarding journey, you know, having a corner called the Swiss blog on beforebeauty.com. And then my sister throwing me out of there and saying, hey, now, now you need your own blog. And that was the journey from, you know, say B for Beauty to My Swiss Story, which actually, actually My Swiss Story came about pretty, it's not been that long. In 2019, we launched the new website, which was MySwissStory.com. And then there was, of course, my Instagram was already growing by then because I was already working on it from the moment we moved here with zero followers to how many ever I have today. And, you know, I the best thing that happened is, and I, this is something that I really want to tell people is um, one of the things that I learned in my journey in this whole blogging journey was um, collective creativity and collaborations really take you a long way. It's when you bring people together and that's when magic really starts happening. 
this is why my Swiss story has grown the way it has uh, today. So it's um, people are obviously in this world, everyone is very competitive. Everyone wants to be one up the other. And there's always, and in the content world, it's always people are creating better and better content by the day. But it's when you get this collective creativity, you know, when you bring people together and then you are doing things with people and you're really lifting each other up, that's when magic starts to happen. And that's exactly what happened with my Swiss story. Oh, wonderful. So my Swiss story, what, what kind of feedback do you get nowadays? Because it, nowadays it has evolved. Yes, and nowadays it's it's started to. Uh, I've had uh, some of these little fan moments also where people will come. Like you know, I we were in uh, we were skiing uh, in February. I think we were in Lenk or somewhere else. I I don't remember exactly which place, but there were a whole there was a whole group of ladies and they came up to me and they were like, "Are you Pragati? Do you are you the woman behind my Swiss story?" And I was like, "Wow." <laughs> So that was the, I mean, these cute moments are always very, very, I mean, very appreciated. I'm sure they think about it before coming to me. They're not sure if they should say hi or not. And every time someone even drops me as much as just a small text or a DM or, you know, meet me like this and say, hey, we read this particular article of yours and it really, really helped us. Or, you know, thanks for uh, organizing the things that you do. It, it's really helped us integrate into, you know, our expat lives in Switzerland. I, I mean, this this really, really, it makes my day. It makes this whole thing really worth it. Congratulations. You're a star. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, these little moments are always nice. And how do you help expats nowadays? So yes, so now that my Swiss story is evolving, right? So what I'm doing every year is doing new things. Like I used to do projects that were very digital. I mean, in the sense we we would stay. And of course, during COVID, this helped a lot because physically we people were not meeting. But for me, it was a big outlet for my creativity that I kept creating content and writing articles that people would, you know, people would appreciate and it would help people and it would go beyond just expat living. But we were also covering areas like mental health, wellness, travel, of course, and things like this. And over the last year, what I started was something really, really simple, which is like coffee with a purpose. I call it coffee with a purpose. And I know with the purpose really resonates with you as well. But uh, what we really, really did over there was just very simple. You know, I was lonely. So I was like, hey, I really need to bring people together. And this time physically. So of course, with when the lockdown was over and things like that, I started organizing coffee meets. And now they've become really, really big. So we have one coffee meet every month. Um, either in Basel or in Zurich and I've met I've met so many people through it so many people have actually found partnerships found collaborations friendships through the coffee meets because it's a, it's a whole different thing when you meet someone in person hmm. versus meeting someone digitally I mean I might have over 10,000 followers on Instagram but wow. I really do have only a handful of friends in real life and if I can make a connection like that happen for someone or even for myself, then it's really taking it to the next level and us moving from just being a digital website or, you know, a digital community to, you know, going really and making a change 
um, mm. you know, especially for women, the ones who feel isolated, mm. a lot for those, and a, and a lot of people have felt a lot felt a lot of this isolation because of COVID. And do you think do you have also Swiss people following you or yes? How do you know? Yes, I know. I know quite a few now because I meet them, and then they are like, you know, the kind of travel advice. So for them, that one is quite interesting because I wrote these two books called 21 Hidden Gems of Switzerland and we did two volumes of it and again like I say collective creativity so it was a collaboration project where 21 uh, people from different parts of Switzerland wrote chapters so each each location is a chapter <laughs> and I think this one really resonated even with the Swiss people because they were like hey you there are some locations there that we even we have never seen so I have audiences in that format and of course because it's a it's such a platform for women's visibility and you know to kind of bring up their stories now the audience is from everywhere and wonderful and what are the questions you might get nowadays um Well, the questions have not changed much. Huh? I must, I must admit, I still get questions in my DMs like, "How can I get a job in Switzerland?" And this is the number one question that I get on, uh, you know, on my DMs. And this is the I call this particular audience segment in my, uh, in the in my overall audience as the aspirational expat. It's the ones who really want to move. And it's not usually, I mean, people would think that because I come from India, it's usually people who are from India are sending me these messages, but it's from all over the world. There are so many people who are wanting to move. So that's one of the questions that I get. And sometimes it's very funny when people want to kind of, hey, can you make me the itinerary? And I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. I, I can give you the content, but I cannot really make an itinerary because that's very, very personal. So yeah, you get quite, you get all sorts of questions. And a lot of time I just receive thank yous. Hey, this particular article of yours really helped us get the passport. This particular article of yours really helped us with our German prep. So things like that. And then women whose stories are told, I think those are the ones that are most, most special because then uh, they get to first get the center stage. And of course, every time the most ordinary stories make the most extraordinary content, right? So that's that's the theme of, uh, pretty much the theme of my Swiss story. Hmm. Ah, great. And what do you answer people who are searching for jobs in Switzerland? I bring them down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bring them down to planet earth that it's not so easy and um, then I mean there's a lot of a uh, lot of material that I published around how to find a job in Switzerland because I struggled a lot by the way despite having 13 years in the corporate world with one of the best employers uh, on my CV I found it really really hard to get my first job Uh, so I wanted to document that part because people think when even I thought when I moved to Switzerland, it's going to be very easy for me because I decided to do a master's. Of course, I had decided that, but I was also applying in the background and it took me at least a year to find a job which was very suited to, uh, you know, my my 
capabilities, so to say, or, or the kind of skills that I have. So I talk about all of this. I talk about, hey, let's get the basics right, residence permit, language proficiency, uh, how are who's going to sponsor you, things like that. So then people are, they at least have a more realistic picture. Great. And so my content a... is not magical. It's always very... <laughs> Although it's very, very helpful. So imagine you're going to be moving again. I don't know if you have ideas to, to move to another country or so. What would you do differently than compared to the move from India to Switzerland? I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows, you know, like you, you never know. When we moved there, it was for three years. It's been seven, so we obviously liked it and we decided <laughs> to stay. Uh, but yeah, I think I will do a little bit. Uh, there is a lot of groundwork that one needs to do before moving. And uh, some of the mistakes that uh, I made when I was moving was I was so engrossed in the in winding down things back home. You know, you have you have to, and those are important things, right? You have to put your house on rent. Or, you know, are you planning to sell it? Then what are you going to do with all the stuff that you have? Your bank accounts, there's so much, right? And I was so overwhelmed and engrossed with all of that. Uh, I was not, I did not invest as much time as I would have wanted to planning my life after, at least for the first six months after making that move. So I think that is something that I will do differently. Um, I would, I, I hope that now because I'm growing older, maybe I will not be so flexible that I will really put myself out there and do another master. So that's never going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think this whole thing of embracing change, this really, really worked for me. So I think I, the person that I am, I think I will still take it in a very positive spirit. And I always say when life gives you lemons, we make lemonade. So it's it's not going to be it's not going to be the biggest calamity that happened in case we have to move again. It's going to be very, very difficult. I've also, by the way, moved. I'm one of those people who has moved three apartments in our first five years of Switzerland. I'm also one of the people who lived in two cities, imagine Basel and Vive, during the second or the third year of us being in Switzerland. So I have really gone through the seesaw. So I think I will be okay, but I will definitely plan much better before moving. Mm -hmm. And also visit the city I'm going to live in because I had never visited Basel. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. I love your mindset, your flexible mindset. Where does it come from? Is it kind of part of your DNA or did it? Did it grow? I think this is all a part of how you grow up. Uh, and you know, you're the kind of circumstances that you grow up in. Uh, the, the lessons or the ideals that your parents are passing on to you. And then it's, it's, you also see, hey, what's working for me and what's not. So I think I've always been a very resilient child. Like right from the beginning, I've been a very resilient child. And of course, there used to be so many failures as a child, much more, I feel, than, you know, as an adult. But I would, uh, you know, it, it, as a basic example, and what I would say is like, I think when I was very, uh, maybe in fourth or fifth grade, and I still remember this, that I really wanted to get a part in a play. 
and they did not take me and they just did not take me not even not take me for that particular role they did not take me in that overall musical and i think it really broke my mom's heart because it's it's too hard for you know for mothers to also take this and then she thought oh my god maybe now she's never going to audition for plays this is something by the way i was very very interested in um, art and theater when i was little uh, even when i before i moved i think for a long time i did a lot of theater but uh, this is what surprised my mom as well that i was so resilient that i would always never say hey no now the next one i'm not going to audition or i'm not going to learn this so i think this never give up thing was was kind of inherent in me from from really from the beginning so that's that i think that's helped me but that also makes me do a lot of things you know that <laughs> but... <laughs> and is your daughter your 12 year old daughter the same resilient like you I or even stronger <laughs> i'm seeing some traits now <laughs> but i also tell her because you know i i have worked so hard and i've you know been so serious in my life about making a career and you know becoming a computer science engineer is not the easiest thing to do passing those entrance exams is not the easiest things to do and then the masters and having a child at a very young age so many things that have happened so i am like you know life is amazing and you should really have these goals and be successful but enjoy every bit of it like do things that you really love some places in my life i really thought that i'm forgetting that so for her i'm like are you having fun i ask her this question even when she's doing math are you having fun if you're getting stressed just get up let's do something else i think that's not something I think we all have to evolve as parents, right? Maybe my mother thought that the best thing for her daughter is to not let her go into the kitchen and then just let her focus on, you know, academics, academics, academics. Me as a mother, I'm quite different than she is, but she was right at her point, that point in time in our my life, and I hope I am right for her. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, love it. So. What would your advice be for someone who moves wherever, doesn't have to be Switzerland? Yeah. Um, what kind of free advice you would give to someone who wants to move? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, one thing is to accept it. I mean, it's always exciting, right? You might have different feelings at that point in time. You need to have the awareness of what you're really feeling when it, it's a big decision, and a family needs to take that decision together. Uh, and sometimes it's like it's it's pre-decided for you in some way, and then then you don't have much influence on that sort of a decision. But if it's a family, usually take it as a collective decision because everyone should know what they are signing up for, and this is a big deal research planning extremely important uh, when you're going to make a big move like i was saying of course there is a whole list of things that you need to do to wind down when you're moving out of a place but there's a whole list of things that you need to do when you are also coming to a new place and get busy from day one uh, of course a big move like that makes you busy and uh, what really helped me was because i had this plan of at least going to do the masters in my case 
what I was doing from the beginning was I was really prepared for exactly what's going to happen month by month because I had this master's program that I already applied for. I already got the admission, the entrance, everything was done. And this is how you need, what, what women usually do is they plan the life of their children, <laughs> of their husband, of how they're going to operate the house and everything else around themselves but they forget them their own self so much that then they start to feel isolated and lonely what are you really going to do so that you feel happy and fulfilled ask yourself that question and that's the most important question because if you're not happy people around are, around you are never going to be happy because how much ever you make their lives comfortable they also want to see you happy so yeah that would be my top advice Wow, I love it because you can can also use it in in your daily life. It doesn't yeah. have to be on move, but mothers always tend to think of everybody else and at least and and never about themselves. Absolutely. So Absolutely. yeah. Yes. So, Pragati, let's get maybe some something for the future what would your future what are you plans or your yeah, I don't dreams maybe what what are dreams in your life to end this interview maybe <laughs> yeah I mean yeah and it's such a deep question right because in the hustle bustle of every everyday life you forget what you are really what your dreams are Uh, when I was little, I think my dream was to become like a rock star or, you know, go into movies. And it was a dream because my mother was dreaming of me becoming an engineer. And I think I became one because that was her dream. So now I don't dream for my children at all, but for my daughter especially. But I mean, that was, uh, these were like really silly dreams, I would say. But it's it's still nice to think about them still. My dream right now, I think I would, I, I would really like to see how my story evolves. And every year I don't, you know, I don't have a set plan of where I want to see it after five years because I want to stay spontaneous with at least one thing in my life. And that is my story because the platform started as a blog. Uh, then it became a collaboration platform where people started telling their stories then now it's become much more than that because there's also this physical presence of coffee meets and events and webinars and things like that that's happening i don't know where i'm going to take it say five years from today but i really hope that it's going to be a big step in connecting people um, this is something which is at like you know i call this my superpower that i can bring people together and my story should be doing that somehow on its own and you know that's what my heart says mm -hmm. I mean all the other aspects of my life I think I have some dream right I would my daughter's going to college and you know I hope that I become uh, go into a senior leadership position at my company I hope to teach more classes at the university so they're very you know they're very stereotypical or normal things that you will kind of accelerate towards But this is one thing that I just want to see. Let's see how it goes, you know. Mm -hmm. I want to stay spontaneous with it because my ideas then allow me that space to just do anything that I want to with this platform. 
Wonderful. And for your personal life, now you mentioned all the others and your platform. Well, for my personal life, I have a dream that I really do have a dream over here is because I went through a lot um, last year with my health. Uh, and this is this is something that uh, now is has become a very, very uh, big focus area of my life. And I really want to see myself happy and healthy. Uh, I'm I'm still on a journey, so every day is not the same for me. Uh, I'm still on a journey, and this is what I think should should be a number one priority. I think for everyone is how uh, how much of a balance do you feel in your life? How happy can you sit back and really think about uh, how things are? And you know, you should, and I really, really want to feel well, both mentally and physically. I think this is this is a big goal for me. It's not um, something that happens like in you know, in like you'd go to the doctor, have a medicine, and that's it. But it's you really, I am really working towards my wellness now. So this is mm. this is an important dream for me personally to make mm. sure that I stay happy and healthy. Awesome, Pragati. Thank you so much for sharing also this last point. I'm so happy you've been here. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you, dear listener, for spending your time with us and not giving up searching for answers to your questions. And in case you feel worthless and nobody seems to like you, we tell you you're awesome, you're loving and you matter. And please don't stop telling yourself these sentences hundreds and hundreds of times to get them in your system. Have an amazing day and talk to you next week. <laughs>